They might build a homeboy might build a building in between this building and that building. So they might have construction there. But it's also sometimes I wonder if anyone ever catches feelings. It's like, did they catch feelings for me or did they catch feelings for my room? Why not both? Why not both? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is hard. That's an optimistic. That's nice. That's sweet. <laughs> Maybe I'm just too self-centered. I'm like, no. Yeah. I, I think uh, the room is an expression of you. Yeah, thank you. It's a little too earnest. Yeah, me. you said it's too sentimental. It's too sentimental. You want a harder edge. I want a harder edge. So Somewhat like, cultural. Yeah, you have yeah. pops of culture and a lot of dried yeah. flowers. The dried flowers is what I want to get rid of. Yeah. You have the little Buddhist flags. Those are, you know, your boy's a soft Buddhist. That's true. Really? Your boy is a soft Buddhist. Are you actually? Yeah. Whoa, when did that start? Um. Whoa. Asking yeah, questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, let's start this. Yeah. All right, what's everyone? Welcome <laughs> to Explain Your Face, the podcast about um, our person today is Rui Hachimura. He's a Japanese and Beninese NBA, NBA basketball player. Okay. Um, on the Washington Wizards. Uh, our guest today is a uh, filmmaker and comedian Miranda Ami. Hey. Yeah, and the first guest to ever make me feel so seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never been asked a question. I like I to pay attention. Yeah. 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 Um, but what, it was that you're a soft Buddhist. Soft Buddhist. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, long story short, I guess uh, I was kind of a, a less, I guess, conscious, kind of shittier person. And then this is kind of cringe, but I, when I first started doing stand up, I started listening to Pete Holmes' podcast, and he would kind of have like mindfulness people on, and they kind of would talk about like, Ram Dass and these like new age kind of adjacent people and then I kind of got into that stuff and then it kind of helped me like turn my life around so I kind of respect it now and it's kind of part of who I am I have like a practice I say soft Buddhist because I'm not like I don't practice like just Buddha is like a personal kind of thing but I have have, like a practice non-denominational non-denominational new age book reader Bullshit, well, so we yeah. had a picture of Chris with all like the Alan Watts, like oh uh, yeah, gotta catch them all. Yo, you gotta airdrop that photo to me. I got him. Wow, but, uh, like really interesting. You but do, I, but yes, it is. But <laughs> this show is not about Chris's soft Buddhism. No, there's not. so many questions. This show, well, if you really want, we'll come back. Okay, but uh, our first question for you, Miranda, explain your face. Oh, um. Like in in what terms? Like should I like? It's a it's a okay. open form question. Okay. Well, I have what some might assess as a basketball shaped face, <laughs> but it's actually a heart um, because my forehead goes in a little bit. Um, I get really mad when people say I have a round face because it's heart shaped. I just okay. have large cheeks, so it confuses people. Um, or yeah, I have green eyes that I got from my mother. Mm-hmm. who is german um 
Yeah, like that kind of German. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like she's blonde and yes. has like dimples and like green eyes. And mm. yeah. she, she like sometimes wears like a smock while she's cooking. Like oh, okay. she like looks like a princess. Okay. Oh, right, right, like, right. Very yeah. fairy tale. Yeah, exactly. Princess. She's like very cute and like pretty in like a very small German way. Yeah. Um, I have a nose that's a combination of my parents. Like, I have the longness of my mother's, but the little roundness of my dad's. Okay. Um, and I have, like, decent-sized lips, thanks to my dad. Um, and I'm, like, an olive color, you know, because of the mixing, the miscegenation. <laughs> um, my dad's black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. It's it was just interesting when you were describing that, whether we use the term olive-colored, because I don't feel like... Uh, yeah, I've never seen an olive that color. I've never seen a tan olive. Yeah, mm. and olive oil is like green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, olives are green or black. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I too am black. Just yeah. <laughs> so, like in a metaphorical way, yeah, I'm olive colored. Yeah, I, I mean, is that the? Is actually olive colored just a weird little old? joke for miscegenated because it's green and black olive or something i think it's like a way to call someone black without saying black maybe oh maybe like of an olive of tone the olive you look ruddy you know like you when look, people say uh, that dusky yeah or um, swarthy swarthy <laughs> swarthy is swarthy. a classic i love calling white people swarthy even the non-swarthy ones yeah just as a general <laughs> yeah i just love like assessing their tone in different ways mm, kind of swarthy yeah um what is there's also uh one of these like tall dark and handsome tall dark and handsome yeah and they always mean a white bro when they say they, it. yeah they mean a brunette yeah exactly that's so funny a brunette there's yeah. so many of them it says the term olive skin came from the idea of olive oil, which is quite yellow in color. <gasps> it's a yellow bone. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a high society yellow bone. Oh, yeah. your olive skin. Anyway, so your mom, isn't your mom from Germany? Um, Yeah, barely though. She like, <laughs> she like was there and then they took her away like when she was two. Okay. Yeah, to the States, okay. as she calls it. Where'd what? they move? um texas oh sweet oh. yeah surprising right yeah <laughs> i heard that there was some kind of actual at one point a lot of german immigration to texas yeah in rosenberg and like what is it it's some sort of f um or no it's new braunfels fort worth <laughs> new braunfels <laughs> yeah new braunfels and rosenberg in texas oh. have a lot of germans or at least my family have told me don't go with it they live there they're germans yeah no. yeah and so it has like kind of like a long-standing German culture. Do they have like a little German town or something, or just? Um, not really. The, except for New, is it New Braunfels? The one that I don't go to is the one that kind of looks German in certain places, but not Rosenberg. Rosenberg okay. just looks Texan. Okay. But like the Germans are there. The Germans okay. Are there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but your grandparents are German. Yeah. And well, half of them. Half of them. Yeah. Right. But uh, so growing up. Do you speak any German or I'm like a slow three-year-old? My grandma okay. says, "Ah, I don't yeah. speak it well yeah. at all." Um, I can try like Feinstbaumkuchenspitzen. Yeah, <laughs> Feinstbaumkuchenspitzen. Yeah, it's a type of cake my mom, my grandma likes. That's Amazing. That's a long name for yeah. a cake. Meet Jamaica rum. Meet Jamaica rum. Yeah. It, it's soaked in rum. Oh my how my gosh. grandma likes it. So she speak 
like mostly German to you, but you just have struggled to speak back or? No, she was just, she would actively, she would, she spoke English fluently. Um, she, she just spoke it in a Texan accent or not even <laughs> like a, like a Southern yeah. accent, like yeah. really muddled, like weird, wonky sounding German. Yeah. Um, but no, she spoke to me in English, but she would try to teach me things in German. Like she would try to teach me cuss words. Yeah. Um, all the time, uh, she would, she would also try to teach me about Germany and like, so I wouldn't lose my heritage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also weird other facts. Like, did you, this is probably inappropriate to say, but you know, the, like the, like, mm, hazelnut has another name. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Is it inappropriate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. really like my grandma taught me this. My like yeah. white grandmother, she told me that it was called an inwards toe. <gasps> oh man yeah oh and she god. was like you that's funny miranda like because you have little toes oh, oh my god like oh just like, calling you hazelnut all the time oh yeah well, that would be funny but yeah. uh, no they actually called me another word it sounds like piglet <laughs> but like is the n-word oh, oh no damn. no it's okay it was like fun as a child <laughs> yeah at least i want to say that like i don't want to talk about it <laughs> right 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah dang <laughs> what do you think that they have a concept being from another country of the intensity around that or oh like of race yeah well like my family like my white family is like grew up with a lot of proximity to blackness yeah um like whenever they moved to texas like they were poor so they like lived in like the part of my city that is poor which is the black area um, so they grew up around, like my mom grew up around black people and my grandma, I don't think understood like at all, like, like why that would be inappropriate. Um, but my mom was like, it's fine. Cause I'm black uh-huh. kind of white woman. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. like she was like, you know, like I'm blacker than you, Miranda, um, kind of thing. Like she, she would like uh. name different stereotypes. Why? That was kind of my relationship with my white family. Is like, oh, you act whiter than us. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's an intense. Like, and also interesting that they are Germans. They are German immigrants <laughs> yeah. who have who deeply identify as Black Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's wild. Was there like a big? Uh, was there a big like um, kind of German kind of tradition or influence like? Like a like family dynamic. I I I don't know. I dated someone who had like a kind of like German grandparents and like kind of raised in a German home, and it seems it seems like specific. There is like a cultural specificity to like a German household, and like. Well, I'm still trying to figure out. Like, I was raised like with some like concepts of German tradition, but like it's hard for me to really like see what the distinct because. Like, I was raised in, like, a mixed home, right? And, like, yeah. there was influences from my father. And, like, there's, like, it's, like, clear that, like, he wasn't the one, like, trying to, like, teach us German words. But, like, yeah. like I'm not sure exactly because they ran things in, like, a similar way. Yeah. Um, I know, like, one of the things, like, that I've been told, at least, is from our Germanness is, like, just, like, the classic, like, immigrant thing, though. Like, you know, like, you have to, like, work super hard and, yeah. like... You have to like keep everything super neat and blah blah blah. Yeah, like, like clean, clean, like work, work. Yeah, Are very you, like, like regimental. Yeah. yeah, that's what I kind of got an awareness of is like this regiment. Yeah, this like kind of like 
this like strictness, you know, and cleanliness. And, yeah, cleanliness is yeah. really important. And there's a also lot of gardening. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, gardening's like in the little sounds gnomes. like someone we know. I can close this. Um, I'm fine. It's whatever you want. Okay, I can close it. Closing it. Um, yeah. So I wonder if it's like doubly regimental because it's like that you were saying the immigrant kind of work ethic, and then I think Germany just known for its sort of like efficiency yeah that's yeah. what it is it's like a strictness it's like a yeah, it's like a principle like yeah. this is how things are done and you know that like what's the fucking what's that scorsese fucking no the the german one. Oh, inglorious bastards yeah and there's that part where like wait no Hitler, that's tarantino oh yeah yeah tarantino yeah but i know you're thinking yeah, but there's that part where they like have like he's like smacking his hand while he's saying things and that was like it's like this is how things are done you yeah. know like that's very much I feel like part of the yeah order there's a lot of order yeah well like you know? i guess i didn't re- like that's definitely true from my from my upbringing but i guess i just didn't realize like mm-hmm. I, I know i would always tell my friends like oh my parents are old-fashioned yeah um they're traditional things like that like um, I remember there was this one Christmas. Oh, it was brutal. So, like, I was in charge of cleaning the kitchen. Like, that was my job growing up. And, like, it was, like, very tight, like, the amount of work that they wanted you to do. And you had to, like, you if you didn't do it correctly, you, like, didn't get to go to bed. Hmm. Yeah. So... Jeez, like the reward the, it was like go you were to like, bed yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it yeah, was like you know like punishment clean. in my home yeah well not f- for me you it don't was get like to yes, rest finally. from your labor unless you do your labor correctly <laughs> yeah. yeah but like uh like you know like if you're sweeping like make if you don't like sweep every like underneath the counters for example mm. a lot of people forget to do that like yeah. they would go back and they would check before they made me go to bed like oh, to make like, sure like, it was like love. yeah if they like swept and like dirt came up then there would be like you didn't do it right. No. Yeah. Like, you do it again. Um, and that happened once on Christmas. And I kept sweeping it over and over and over. And the like, reward that day was like, you get to open your presents. <laughs> and I was like 11 and I just kept sweeping. And then my dad would check it. And then he'd be like, nope, you missed something. And like it got to this like really like, like I was just sobbing. I was like, what did I miss? Like having a full mental breakdown. And he closed the door. Because the door was open, and he was like, you didn't sweep behind the door. Um, but, like, yeah, I didn't get to open my presents for several hours. Um, and it was, like, it was like instituted by my mom, this rule. Like, we all had our separate areas, and, like, oh, you can get How many anything. siblings do you have? Um, five to six. Five to six. Two, six. Yeah, one of them's, like, an imaginary number. Um, not, you know, like, you can take it or leave it. Yeah, step brother. Step brother. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> step brother. Yeah, like, have we created a fictional brother in this <laughs> yeah, home? Is it just like a general, you know, the sense of how many sibling, siblings? Yeah. yeah, he's my step brother. Yeah. Um, but I don't have any full siblings. So. That's a lot of siblings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for and none of general. them are. They're all half. No, yeah. Um, I have. Well, is it because you are? Like, are are no, they they're all? all your, the you have five siblings and one step sibling. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. they're all half siblings, but I don't call them that. They're all half siblings. Oh, besides the step sibling. Okay, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Five, you're right. Okay, you have five half siblings and one step sibling. But yeah. are you the solo one? Are you're they... the sole shared child? Yeah. Okay. I have two dads. Okay. One's my adopted father, and one's my biological father. Okay. Yeah. Um. One is Sanford. The other is Larry. Okay. Wow. Cl- yeah. cl- two 
amazing names yeah. Sanford and Larry yeah, yeah. classic gentlemen just names. one mom though yeah. yeah so are your half siblings older or younger um I am I was raised in the household to be the youngest but I have a younger brother as well okay um they're three siblings that didn't live with us and then four of us together yeah that's right I think Lysedric lived with his mom Candace and Larry Jr. lived with my dad and okay. then there was Gabby Edward Miranda and Sanford Jr. did you notice all my brothers are juniors yeah yeah isn't that funny that, that is funny. funny they're all juniors like my mom geez <laughs> they, they get together it's just the juniors <laughs> I don't like the junior thing no. uh, I want to name my kid Miranda like Miranda Jr. and I get to call it Junie. Miranda Jr. And it's is, okay because it's subversive. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Miranda Jr. is a child detective. Yeah. <laughs> Just like from yeah. birth. Yeah. An investigator. Yeah. A PI. This looks like a job for Miranda Jr. <laughs> yeah. And then there's always like a part of the episode where she comes and like finds you and you're working at your desk and you give her like a, a helpful hint about how to think about the world differently. Yeah. And then she goes out and solves the case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, right. That show. <laughs> it's kind of like Blues Clues. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a good Blues Clues. Both of y'all. We'll Both. pitch it. We'll pitch it. Okay, it's like Blues Clues, but the animal is a child, <laughs> <laughs> a mixed child, a mixed race. The animal if, is a mixed race child. And if the child doesn't sweep well enough, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's the whole episode. <laughs> just the sound um, of uh, of. Uh, what what are the brooms? What's the the swisher, swipper? Uh, no, fiber. The fiber. The fiber. The straws. Straw. straw. Just the sound of straw yeah. scratching across floor, which is a nice sound. My dad, my stepdad, used to do the same thing. I lived on the street, and it was all these like it was like when we lived in California, and there'd be all these kids playing on the street. But my stepdad would make me watch. My stepdad did this like typical like like. This, I've heard other people have had dads that do this where he would just like buy and resell cars. He would buy like cars at auctions and then like resell them for more money. So at one point we had like four of these shitty cars and he would make me wash every one of them every weekend. And then I was, he would make me clean the tires and I'd clean the tires and he'd be like, you didn't do it right. Mm. And the same exact thing where I was like, what am I not doing right? I'm trying mm. my best here. And I would just never clean the tires right. And then, but he wasn't, I don't know how the Germans throw down, but Puerto Ricans, he, he didn't, it wasn't, he just like beat my ass all oh, yeah. <laughs> he, just beat, I, he beat my ass all the way to my room. And I was like, I'm getting my ass beat for washing four cars. Yeah. Meanwhile, kids are like, ah, playing and while their dad's washing all the cars, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I tried to keep the, you know, the hitting yeah. out of it initially, but yeah, yeah, my parents believe in that too. Yeah. Germans like to hit <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. My mom has like the weirdest like um kind of behavior when she's like whooping. Is yeah. like yeah. is that what you call it? Whooping like the yeah. belt. <laughs> yeah. Um she has like this trauma from being like like whooped a lot when she was a kid where she like her father would tell her like if you don't if you like cry you're going to keep getting it. You know like that classic yeah. thing. Yeah. But like so fucked up. Yeah, but instead of crying, my mother would laugh. Oh. So like whenever she like would whoop us or hit us, 
would kind of get triggered in her. Yeah. And she'd start laughing. Oh my God. And it was terrifying. That is so terrifying. It was so scary. And she'd be like trying, she'd be like, I'm doing this because I love you. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just weird. <laughs> I know. Just, yeah. The catchphrase was, you're going to cry. I'll give you a reason to cry. Yeah. I hated that one. Mm. I was like, I'm crying because I'm sad here. Yeah. You know? I'm but, a child. Yeah. I wonder yeah. why parents like all agreed to that motto. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're like, uh, yeah, I've definitely heard that a lot growing up. Yeah. Uh, I've had a joke recently about people hitting their kids. Like that we've decided with adults, it's not an option, but with kids, it's like kind of your preference. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah. wild. Like, yeah. I am having a problem with another adult at work or something. And you'll, I punch them in the face. You go to jail or get. You go to the, or someone or, will call the cops or something. Yeah. But if you are walking in a store and someone slaps the shit out of their kid, you're supposed to feel like it's not your place to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it's truly insane. Also, it's wild because kids are tiny as fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think you should be allowed to hit someone that can't also potentially fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. it's 100 pounds below yeah. your weight class. Yeah. <laughs> and also is like so new to the world yeah, yeah. all the people like Doesn't you're not allowed to, to hit a 40 year old man who like knows he probably shouldn't have said a thing but yeah. you can hit a four-year-old kid that barely understands what they're doing here yeah yeah Con- maybe controversial but as a parent i think i'm gonna give myself like two times you give so yourself like yeah i'm gonna be like when the kid i think like twice kid really fucks up a little something you're waiting give him the smoke (laughs) (laughs) not like no i don't think as someone who got like kind of hit a lot i don't know it was it was different when it was my mom it was like it wasn't as bad because my mom is like is like not like really strong she used to like hit me with things like she would like hit me with a brush or hit me with a hanger the hanger sucks yeah but then when it's like stepdad that was different uh, I don't know if it made me. I don't know. I'm not trying. To, I'm. I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out this like the spectrum of like what would. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't do it. Maybe it's just fun to keep it as an option. You know. Fine. <laughs> I feel like while you were saying that, I was imagining a short story in like some kind of New England journal yeah. where it's like my dad would always say, "You don't want the smoke. You don't want the smoke." But he never hit me. <laughs> yeah. I knew that he was just. That's saying what I'm it, saying. <laughs> I don't want my. I don't want to hit my kids, but I want them to know that I just might. You know. Oh, you just want the threat. The, I just the want power. the fear, the power, because you know what, like. No, that's not. I don't know. My grandma used to always say, um, "If you ever," which is it totally didn't work. And that's the thing; it doesn't work. I think that's what we probably figured out about hitting is that it doesn't really work. But um, my grandma used to always say, um, "If you if you ever get a tattoo, I'll burn it off with the iron." And I guess like the punchline is like, um, um, "That's not how tattoos work, but it's definitely how fear." does you know mm-hmm. and i think that's maybe like yeah just to have a little bit of threat of physical violence y- yeah i don't know i don't know i'm that I mean, I'm so far from i don't have any children and i've never been 
around a child. Yeah. So it's hard for me. <laughs> You've to never relate. been around a child. No, I am an only child. And oh my god, you, have, you do have only child vibes. Really? Yeah. What? Are, but I think so it's like, like I think I obviously well, have I feel like, like baby that hits child so much vibes. harder from a person with six siblings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at the end of the spectrum. Uh, what? What way? I'm. I. I. I've only seen the like what I consider the positive aspects of me. So it's mm. a. It's a compliment in a way. Oh. Um, I find that only children are like more self-content they just look like yeah like in moments where they're alone they're not it's fine like versus like me i'm a baby i'm like where's all the attention all the time like if i'm alone i'm like i call my friends and i'm like i made this pretty picture like (laughs) tell me it's pretty like maybe that is because i have a thing did you spend a lot of time alone as an only child yeah you spent a lot of time time alone were you also an only child for a while until like my mom remarried and then had kids down the line mm. but yeah i think it's un- it's interesting me and chris i feel like i really um i am constantly shocked by the amount that people are talking to each other all the time like i remember being in high school and finding out all of my friends and my friend group were like calling each other after school and i was kind of like what <laughs> school's over yeah <laughs> what are we doing yeah this um, is where i spend time alone with my thoughts yeah but not even that or like oh so it's i think maybe that is not having siblings there's like a certain sense of like well no one's around i guess i'll just think about something to myself instead of the impulse of like well let me go find a person or what's so-and-so doing in their room or like that's interesting yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting um it definitely would have been much different if we had like a sibling around sure yeah would have been cool if we could have been siblings. Would be yeah. Probably would have had a different life. What do you think's more likely that my dad would marry your mom or that my mom would marry your dad who is in Mexico somewhere? No, my dad is like my biological father I think is like in Indiana or something. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Did he leave and come back or something or he had a second <laughs> wife or No, he was trying to he was trying to his wife was illegal oh that's okay the some some um some child support clearance because i think there's some i don't know how this works but i think like if you have like you can't get a new wife if you haven't settled it with the old wife yeah if you haven't like paid for the you haven't settled the child shit you can't like marry i don't know what i mean you can but i think it's maybe something with immigration i don't know i'm sure in some states it's like wild it's fucking weird basically trying to make it 150 year old law yeah it's like it's Um, like it's yeah it's like um well anyways but so do you feel like you uh obviously it seems like it was a very uh tense situation but do you feel like now as an adult that you are also regimented or that you have gone oh yeah i'm a a pain in the ass to my roommates really well it's just like it's the kitchen for me yeah it's it's the the kitchen kitchen for me it's really like yeah it's just like i like you know like someone will like they're making a pb and j like they're making it they'll like not use a plate maybe so there's crumbs on the thing and then like maybe they like finish and they just like take the sandwich so they leave the knife that's peanut butter on the counter (laughs) yeah and it's like and it touches the counter and it's just like my roommate does that it's so easy to just be like oh i'm gonna put this in the sink yeah it's really it gets me when people leave dirty utensils on the counter yeah when it's so easy just to put it in like even if you're not gonna wash it just put it in the sink right and it like it just like 
in a, like I I don't know. I only I graduated college in 2020, and my roommates. I lived in like this big college house. There was five of us, and they developed like a layer of like crumbs mm. and like various food debris that was left yeah. underneath that that would never get wiped up. Yeah, and if I like. I, I'm so extreme. I like I'm like I need the kitchen to be like very clean or I feel like it's not usable. Yeah. So like I went on this like kind of hunger strike um, <laughs> where I was like I kept on telling them like I can't it was during quarantine, so I really couldn't get oh, other Jesus. food. I was like, if you don't clean it, I can't eat. And they were like, Bitch, we don't care. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> like, they, didn't they did it. not care. So yeah. then I started cooking, but I started not doing any dishes. Or like cleaning up at all, so I would just add to it to try to make it so bad that and like guess what they don't care, and they didn't care. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing really about cleanliness to. is that people straight up have like a different sense of reality. Yeah, you know, yeah. I lived with someone who was god awfully messy and just like and was one of these people that would be like, and you probably resonate with this. I would be like, <laughs> yo, this like they'd be like, I cleaned it, and I would be like. How like and they literally their perception they, they is that it. they cleaned it and yeah. it looks clean and I would like lift shit and there'd be like crumbs under and be like you think this is clean <laughs> like yeah. but it's crazy that it literally is a um it sense. is it is a sense it is a it is completely like a weirdly can be subjective yeah yeah like I I'm all I'm like pretty kind of OCD and um I totally feel the same way. I can't relax. It's also for me. I can't relax when things are like really messy. Yeah. Um. But it's like distracting to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I also get distracted. I like. I have to work from home now, yeah. and it's like if anything is like messy, which I'm not like. I'm not like. It's particularly the kitchen <laughs> that I'm like yeah. the worst about. But I'm like casual with most of my stuff. But if it's like not, if it's not in its right place, I can't. I can't work at all. Yeah. It's very annoying. Yeah. I wish I had that problem. You're not like a slob, though. I'm pretty messy. You're messy, I'm but you're not messy. like you're on the spectrum of messy. I would say you're. I was at work today and I spilled messy. soup on my pants, yeah. and I was like, "Thank God I picked a job where this doesn't matter at all." Yeah. And then I just swiped it yeah. until it was kind of flat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, my room is a mess right now. I think it it's like that kind of sense thing. Well, I've been really working on it and I'm like putting things in place and so now I feel stressed out when it's not in order. Um, but I think before I would have just like I'll just zoom right into my brain and just yeah. ignore that this is happening. Yeah. But uh um but so you it's weird to be stuck in it's weird to have pandemic happen and be stuck with like strangers. Oh yeah. I guess that's well actually we were like we we had been living together like I went to a small school, yeah. Vassar. Um it's like pretty small. It has like twenty four hundred students total. Yeah. Um and that is small. Yeah. My high school had more students yeah. than that. Yeah, my high school was ninety wait, no, that's not true. My class was ninety people. We had like three hundred and something students. So I was used to like the smaller oh, that's wild. school. Um so I liked having a small school, but during quarantine we were still all off campus um, and they were like my friends, kind of, most of them. Okay, if, if they ever hear this, we were friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that was actually like not good for our relationships mm. um, because it was like a really hard time for yeah. all of us. And 
just being stuck in a house where also most of us were being reclusive and then yeah. if we weren't being reclusive it's like then it was like clicky it's like oh you're hanging out with this person but you never hang out with me yeah That's, okay uh, that was five, what i was yeah, saying five, at I least think a lot five of people had that experience yeah. through the pandemic i mean same thing i was i basically had like a breakup with like someone who was like a very close friend through the pandemic but it was like yeah just like being forced to be in that kind of circumstance together yeah you know i i would never move in with a friend ever again yeah that's worst mistake i because you have, have to break up you yeah. straight up have to break up my friend sent me a letter during um quarantine um it was one of my roommate friends but they were staying at their parents and they never came back even though they said they were going to yeah. and then they sent me a letter at one point breaking up with me um and I uh, did acid, and then I cried for four days. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a release. Um, we're friends now again. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, um, I wonder if there's like a... Do you think it's like appropriate for people to be like, hey, like I kind of lost my mind there, but I'm like back on track. Yeah, yeah, I think always. I think so. I mean, I'm pretty... I feel like I'm pretty grounded. I can stay pretty straight. But, I mean, everyone lost their mind a little bit. Yeah, so someone gonna... who literally is very mentally ill at yeah. times. Yeah, I think it's kind of fair. Please. Yeah. Please, at yeah. least. We were allowed yeah, to go yeah, a little I mean, sicko yeah, mode. Yeah, everyone, I think everyone just has to be allowed to, like... It's We're in a terrible situation. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Human beings. We have this, like, shared physical reality. And then we, like, mentally are all in our little divided pods and like yeah. everyone is on this planet randomly and trying to figure out a way to make it make sense and i think yeah. everyone's got to be allowed to go off the rails yeah a little bit or a lot of it and then yeah. just come back and say like hey sorry like make amends obviously do all the stuff yeah. you need to do but yeah you know i don't know I was saying, go ahead no you did i was just trying to think it was if anyone does do you have any I'm trying to remember if I had any, like, what my sicko mode moments were during. Oh, did you have any where I you did. just, like, kind of truly went insane? I literally went, had psychotic depression last year oh, around no. this time, yeah. which is something I didn't realize until recently. I was talking about my therapist about it this week. Yeah. Um, because there is a moment where, like, something really bad happened, and I went, like, full PTSD moment. Um, but I also have, like, other conditions that I was interacting with. And I started having delusions for the first time ever in my life. Wow. It's truly terrifying to like hear a voice mm -hmm. and being in a room and alone and be like, because that never happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know that my brain had the capacity to ex like experience psychosis. Yeah. Um, and then like feeling like someone was dragging me in bed. It like manifested in like horror movie right. like, yeah. ways. I think because like one, Very I'm super superstitious. Yeah. yeah. And also I watch horror movies constantly. Yeah. That like my subconscious was like, we're going to store this for later. Yeah. And it just being horror film. Do you think also that maybe like that those horror film things though are also maybe people's um psychosis. ways of explaining psychosis? Yeah. Well it's like I've thought about that, but like I am like superstitious and do believe in like that kind of stuff. Right. So I yeah. feel like there's like an intersection between like psychosis and like spirituality. Yeah. Because like a lot of the people that like I, I don't know I've read the psychics once like experience of working in like a nursing home and like them saying like there were certain patients that were just crazy yeah, yeah. and then there was other ones where I could see that they were talking to someone 
Yeah. yeah. You know, like that kind of thing, which is like if you believe in psychics, but I do. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do think like certain, like if you think about mood stabilizers, at least in the way that I perceive of them, they like flatten your mood and they like also like kind of like how you feel or like the extremes of emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and part of that is like susceptibility to other people's like reactions. Uh-huh. Like for example, with like borderline personality disorder, you're like, a lot of people will joke that they're like impasse because they're like very keen on like responding to people's like slight facial expressions or like their tone change and it like can be like in a super negative way and they'll be like oh you're mad at me already even though you haven't actually like expressed it yeah um i think like whenever you take mood stabilizers it takes things like that away but i think also maybe that's like in tune with energy mm-hmm. like it being in tuned with someone's energy and like yeah. being able to read like energetic changes and it's like if that if it takes away that then like what about the other energetic changes that aren't attached to like maybe a physical form yeah okay you know, like maybe like some psychosis or some types of mental illness are in tune with the spiritual realm yeah and like yeah. anything that deviates from like our normal concept of reality is therefore considered like mental illness usually right yeah but or spirituality if you believe in it yeah, yeah. the idea that people are tuned into something that other people aren't experiencing like they have this uh, sixth sense yeah and uh that that is being mistaken for just um an just like a defect a defect yeah i had i knew somebody who i worked with um at a job and they were just like everyone really liked them and they were really cool and incredibly creative and talented musician but just kind of like not in this realm and had trouble showing up on time like in very extreme ways but not for any like reason just sort of was not a part of their thing i just always remember thinking like this person should not be required to show up on time like this person has talents that do not fit into like a capitalist structure but if they could be like supported to just like do the things they are doing like that would be beneficial to everybody and i think that like that used to be maybe like shamans or mystics in older cultures where you like make space for these people to like um be able to to bring, whether you think it's like actually spiritual like but let's like show you different emotional states or show you different things you don't pay attention to by not forcing every single person yeah. to have the same like function or emotional experience yeah. in the world yeah when i was younger i wanted to be a philosopher really badly yeah because yeah. i like the the concept of like life just being about like thinking about life yeah Yeah. and like people being like coming to you and being like what does life mean yeah and you're like it is what it is yeah (laughs) (laughs) well yeah the the well it's kind of the enticing thing about philosopher i guess is that like you are kind of like trying to dom the biggest question you know which is like what is all this and like to kind of gain power and maybe like Maybe like wanting to become a philosopher is that your biggest insecurity is that you don't know what this is. Yeah, you know? I, I definitely feel that. I I also like think about being a philosopher and how lovely it would be to just like sit and read and think about all the things I want to think about. But definitely when I was younger, there was a sense of like um, this in, like intense desire to absorb all the information yeah. that is yeah. so that I would know. Yeah. And then I couldn't be wrong. And then I would like know how everything works. Yeah. But. Yeah, I kind of had that obsession. 
I still kind I still kind of do of just like wanting to like getting existential if I don't like like there is an issue to solve that there is an amount of knowledge I could obtain that would somehow have the answers but I found it's pretty obvious we've all heard this but I felt like the more I get the more I know it's just the stupider I feel the wise man knows he knows nothing yeah and I'm pretty fucking wise you know <laughs> wait have you had um on your um have you had like a do you feel a tune in a certain ways? Have you had like experiences of a uh, kind of psychicness? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, I guess I um, it started at the, a very young age. I've always had really bad sleeping issues, like insomnia, and then like bad dreams. I used to have night terrors as a kid. Yeah. Um, and then it became insomnia when I was like eleven. Um, and there was this weird thing that would, I would have sleep paralysis all the time. Mm. I still do. Yeah. I would have sleep paralysis all the time, but like, I like got used to it to the point of where I was like, Oh, just gonna like not look at anything. It's fine. You know, like the demon in the corner is not real. So it wasn't that kind of thing. But like sometimes whenever I was like extremely exhausted, I'd be laying in bed and I couldn't sleep. But I'd start feeling my body fall asleep, kind of like sleep paralysis, but yeah. not. Because, like, if I really, like, really tried very hard, I could move. Yeah. Um, but it was, like, kind of, like, feeling, like, my body depress. And then I'd kind of feel the sensation of, like, leaving my body. Uh, um, and that was always really scary when I was younger. Because I'd start, as soon as I started the sensation of, like, leaving my body... I'd start hearing other things around the room oh. and it would always be like people talking but not like it's only ever happened in that state of where i'm like exiting and then as soon as it does i get super terrified so yeah i'm like snap back in and then suddenly i can move again yeah damn yeah. um so you know how they say how that your brain has all these connection connections when you're like a baby and a toddler and a child and <laughs> No, like yeah, when you're, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm saying baby, t- toddler, yeah, child, because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know when person. it really tends to change, but that apparently, like your your brain kind of adjusts to living in society, and a lot of like the neural pathways kind of just shut off. Mm-mm. And then, like when you do like mushrooms, a lot of those are like reactivated, and that's why, like when you look at a baby, they look like they're fucking tripping, kind of, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, I'm wondering if like you're because when you do mushrooms it's your 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 brain it's your brain you know is activated in a certain way and you Mm. see things you hear things you feel like i if i do enough brush mushrooms it feels like i am this like i don't feel like my i feel like i'm on this consciousness that's just kind of like observing everything and whatnot but i feel like a lot of these things I really relate to. I've had this like crazy trippy things of like sleep paralysis or what what'd you mean? Yeah. Where, where you see the, the demon in the corner. Yeah. And whatnot. As a kid, I was, I was wondering if like your brain is capable of these things. And that's why you kind of have these like really kind of out of body experiences as a child, because your brain's like neural pathways are still very like activated. Uh. And you have this, like your brain has this like, wild power i'm getting the i'm getting like chills just because it's also the thing is like um children and animals no, notice ghosts more like that's the trope that mm-hmm. children and animals are like more aware and that's a similar thing of you're saying like these children being more uh, having these 
open senses still, I guess, to still sense things beyond what yeah. other people are like. Yeah, you, and then it makes you, you it's, it's weird to think about it as crazy because like an average person on an average day doesn't notice so much and then they do mushrooms and they feel like they're seeing all this stuff. Yeah. And then the idea that maybe there's even more is like too weird. Yeah. I do agree with you. I think doing things, certain drugs um, put you in tune with your a brain's working in a different way yeah um like i remember one time i tripped and whenever i'm trying to sleep or when i close my eyes um i see lots of colors and shapes yeah. and like sometimes like moving things or like it'll morph into different things I, i'll see scenes in front of me yeah but like most of the time it's like this like geometric hexagonal like like colored like kind of like what's this word yeah yeah like, pulse yeah pulsing kind of yeah. like moving thing i yeah. remember one time i did um i candy flipped and yeah. i saw it like outside of my eyes oh where yeah i was like it's oh. you yeah no it was like <laughs> no. a, yeah i was like oh like the air i feel like is always hex like doing that and i was like oh it's like it's outside of me. Yeah. It's right. <laughs> that is, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. wild. But I think it's really just like the patterns of like our sight or something like that. Yeah. Because I see when I close my eyes and like abs like complete darkness as well. Yeah. When so I, I like, like get to like a deep level of meditation, sometimes I can like kind of trip. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think the brain is wildly powerful. I'll like, I'll continue on this kind of path, but... One time I was on the train and I, I used to listen to this song uh, during that certain year. Let's say it was like, excuse me, it was like, um, I think it was like probably like 2012, I would say. And I would um, always wear this one coat and I would always listen to this song and I would always be running around like the like Jefferson stop in Bushwick and I like years later. I was taking the train. I was on the train and I was listening to the same exact song and I had my eyes closed and I was like really just like present with the song and I was kind of having this like nostalgia fix over this time from a few years ago. And I think that like it was so crazy. It was like it felt like I literally time traveled and I know I was still present. I didn't like go to the past my body or my consciousness didn't go to the past but i think what it, it, it was it was crazy weird because i felt like my brain had this registered like coding of what exactly that moment looked like what it felt like as far as like the temperature the wind mm. the clothes i was wearing and i feel like my brain on the train my brain literally set all the information to my body that put me in that exact moment does yeah. this make sense yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. your body matrix you my body like i was still on the train but my brain sent all the messaging that it had like it had stored from that moment yeah. and it had so much of it registered that it felt like i was or actually like there a, not a what people talk about ptsd like flashbacks <laughs> like truly like being disembodied and like that that moment being so hard coded to that time that your body can't interpret that they're not happening yeah. at the same time. Yeah, that's well, what like, it felt like. It felt like I was, I it felt like I was 
living years ago but yeah like well like exactly. time is perceived so yeah. like it is like a construction of our brain like yeah. we talk about like augustinian time or whatever but that's like an agreed upon social contract yeah right like the way we like experience time is different like what is like albert einstein or some shit had like he was like time and he like said something smart about it. it was <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm trying to remember what he said that was really smart. But relative was, time is relative. Yeah, time is relative. Yeah. yeah. Um. Like whenever I okay, I've, I haven't done shrooms many times, but this first time I did it, I was given a very tiny bit, and it was lovely. No. Had a sexual awakening. Found out I was bisexual mm. towards men. I was gay my entire oh, life. Wow. <laughs> I was like, gay. There's, there's, pe- there's people on the podcast. Fuck Bo- this podcast. Pod, <laughs> yeah. Unsubscribe. Yeah. Yo. Um, found out I was bisexual. I was like, yeah, I like men now. And then the second time I did it, I was dating this girl um, who like had who has kind of like poly substance issues, where like you know like you go you like you're kind of like a drug addict just for drugs in general. Right. Not it's not like any specific fix. drugs. So yeah. she like was just like would go through periods where she abused one drug for a really long time start getting really bad and then she'd switch to another drug right before i met her um it was shrooms yeah. that she was using a lot of which is kind of a wild drug when i yeah abuse. and um she like was like let's do shrooms one night it was like the second time we've ever hung out and i was like sure i had such a fun time with the first time and she gave me um an eighth like 3.5 grams and i was like um that seems like a lot right and she was like no that like i don't i'm not even sure i'll feel anything if i take this and i was like i was like but on psychonaut which i highly recommend (laughs) i I was like on psychonaut that says that's a heavy dose and she was like no and i was like i've only done shrooms once and i took like less than a gram and i had a wild time and she was like no just it'll be fine like take it and i was like okay and i took it had ego death like actual ego death like the wildest experience to like completely lose like one like time as well like i couldn't hold on to anything that happened shortly before it was only like the moment that existed and i couldn't figure out what it meant for there to be something else and i couldn't like retain any information from seconds before but also to like lose like who I was for a bit. It was such a trippy experience, obviously trippy. Yeah. But like ego death, um, I do not recommend actually. Um, do not recommend. <laughs> Zero of 10, uh, do yeah. not recommend. <laughs> yeah. is like, do not well, recommend. That is a wild I love mushrooms, but I've yet, I'm still planning, I have yet to take in an eighth and I really want to. Yeah. I, I just d- haven't <laughs> found the contacts, but I can't wait. I was in an apartment. I was in a tiny oh, apartment no. in Williamsburg. No. Um, like you need at, to be on like a grass. At like, like, a, like a, yeah, like, like a 1 a.m. in my apartment and like i was like how do we get out of here i was like what is and then i was like she kept on repeating to me you're having ego death miranda it's fine and i was like ego death what is that and then she'd tell me and then i forget the first thing i remembered was that my name was miranda and i was from texas yeah so that's how deep my texan yeah yeah. goes Yeah, I wonder uh, that's a re- like really the first what your thing I remember. Is yeah, no, when it, you like, say coming out it. My name is Chris. <laughs> I'm this. I'm yeah, that. Yeah. It was like I'm from Texas. It was so the first thing I can remember about myself. Names are wild. Yeah. Names are wild. Names are insane. Oh, that, yeah. like you've been given a sound. Yeah. You've been given a sound and that's you for the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. So, that, so that people can figure like And weirdly that. that those sounds have like an energy. They do have an energy. Yeah. 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 I um 
That's um to bestow a name on a child is like super. Yeah, that's what I have so many picked out though. Yeah, I have so Ryan many Junior. names picked out. <laughs> yeah, no, like poet. Yeah, Whoa. Like kid, poet, poet Christie. Poet um, Christie. Oh, cool. kid, maybe Pepper. Pepper. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about Winifred, but no one likes that when yeah. I say that. They lose. They're like, no. All of a sudden, uh-uh. no. But look at it. The name nickname Winnie. Winnie nickname Freddie. Freddie. And then on documentation, when they apply for jobs, they're Winifred. So they're going to get mad jobs. Yeah. Like, I'm looking out for the kid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good plan. Gendered options. Like, they can, like, you know, choose I feel like Winifred could be a really cool man's name. Yeah. Yeah. I have a crush on someone that their name begins with Win. Slow. Slow. You're listening to this. (laughs) There's not many options. You just found out. Um, I get the same. That's what ha- the time perception thing of like where you're so out of. It happens that the 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 only you can't keep track of like narrative or time is when like I do a lot of ketamine. Like mm. oh gets, yeah, time is crazy on ketamine. Yeah, because it's like are like are like sometimes listen for for people out there listening. Sometimes you cross a threshold with ketamine. I I like to do ketamine. I'll do like a little bit, maybe partying or whatnot. But uh, Whitley and I, we all kind of like, we had like a pretty good uh, <laughs> ketamine COVID experience. We did a lot of ketamine with like close friends. Yeah. And it was like where you're like really comfortable and do a lot. But I think at a certain point, like people need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, because mm-hmm. when you like, because uh, you can't hold on to narrative. Like people talk and it's like mush. It's like, it's like, mashed potatoes like if thought like it just like turns into mush and you can't keep track of anything when you talk like you forget what you were saying before you even before you even finish the sentence yeah you know but i still love talking on ketamine i, I feel like i'm so be, open because your inhibitions to be, it has yeah. to be a specific talk i like i feel like it's always better when it's like we're going to have an emotional discussion yeah. or it yeah. can't be just like it. like Not oh chatter. my god the weather it's yeah. like no it's like i want to tell you about my childhood trauma yeah, yeah we're all gonna talk about yeah we're all gonna talk about our relationship i was like, like this one death, time i yeah. saw aliens and i've never told anyone it's, this <laughs> yeah. is now the time to tell everyone about is it. now the time to tell everyone uh, have you seen aliens oh no not me i no. haven't i was just thinking of like what kind what, of space i get into reveal i yeah. really like ketamine um because it it actually like builds like my psychiatrist has recommended street ketamine to me yeah. uh, um because it used to like treat depression yeah and he was like it's way cheaper to just buy it than, <laughs> yeah. than to do the ketamine trials yeah. and he was like a lot funner too because he was he sitting in a backwards chair honestly like backwards my, my yeah. psychiatrist i like ha- like he's taking calls during our session before he's so funny yeah. like i love it like i once like i like put him on my instagram story where he was li- we were on zoom and he like he was like i'm sorry one second oh my god and he was looking at his phone and he was like this dude <laughs> and then you like put it up i just love him so oh much he's yeah. so comfortable yeah um, that sounds fun well but speaking of perceptions of time we have two more questions that we have to do okay and we've we've we need to get through them um no it's not that intense i was just thinking about oh i was just um, listening <laughs> uh so the second question now that you've explained your face is what is the best way to fetishize it um well the best way to fetishize it 
like in like a way that i like <laughs> like what do you mean by it's best? an open question it doesn't have to necessarily only be like sexual but it's just kind of like how have people been weird to you or what are the ways in which you find people like having mm. expectations or stereotypes about you well i mean definitely tragic mulatto territory mm. um where like i don't know i think there's like the certain features of my face that are fixated on are like my skin tone um and particularly i guess the number one thing is my eye color mm. is that uh, everyone likes they're like oh my god you have such beautiful eyes blah blah, blah. you have the um, the nat geo thing that yeah, they love which is like yeah, dark skin light eyed like, yeah situation yeah 2050 like person <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 the was, like, that was, yeah like I, I was told that a lot growing up um but yeah i think um i i don't know it's like hard to say what isn't fetishization mm -hmm. like in a went away because it's like it just becomes kind of like how the general world treats you and that just becomes kind of reality and it's hard for me to like extract it from mm -hmm. like when people are just genuinely attracted to me without these like racial biases that we're all like constructed with right and i feel like you know like growing up like before i was like you know like necessarily sexualized by general population i don't know like there's Gen a lot of pedophiles pop. out there <laughs> yeah. but like um i was like always told that i was like very pretty and it was like i don't necessarily like it was like my eye color and my loose curls and the light skin kind of thing. And it's like, that's what I look like, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, that is what I look like. So it's like, oh, I was thought I was pretty for my features. But then it's like also generally people think those features are like, they're like you know, like, oh, I hope I have kids that look like you one day. It's their like, attachments you know, to yeah, your features. So. Yeah. That are yeah. Like, I think that's a big thing of like, or like I struggle with like, wanting to look good and then in some way feeling uncomfortable with the idea that like me looking good is playing into something that i think is bad yeah you know? no yeah i like i whenever i studied africana at vassar which is like the study of the black diaspora and i like centered on colorism yeah um because like i think that was like the lens that i could take like in you know like a greater piece because you know light skin like talking about colorism as like like the benefits and like fetishization of like light skin black people and like i it took me to this heady place where i was like it became very insecure mm -hmm. that like i wasn't attractive but it was just like the socialized like nature of like the like being close to whiteness that made right. me attractive and i couldn't separate and i still have a hard time separating like it not being just like some kind of colorist like generation that like someone would find me like attractive like right, I'm like that oh you are you only a trophy and no one yeah. can see you for yourself yeah and that yeah. the only reason people i mean that is like very he it's like a very interesting thing but it is very heavy to think of like yeah. something that you also have not chosen for yourself yeah, yeah. feeling like uh, people projecting onto you that you are like any any amount of like joy you might take in someone finding you attractive is yeah. in some way uh racist you know yeah. <laughs> well, it's like not even like in like it's just because like if it's like a system then how is anybody like able to work outside of it unless they are at the like the disprivilege of it you know right. like the only like 
like how can someone like beauty is like socialized as well like we have like concepts of beauty that have changed throughout generations so it is partially like culture and like what we're socialized to believe is beautiful so it's like especially like now like in the world that we live in like being mixed is vogue it is in honey like it like everyone wants to look racially ambiguous like people are like it's very marketable yeah they want to look like mixed yeah 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 and it's like i get like if it's it's like a a beauty standards like starting to like hit like this mixedness like this ambiguity and it's like it's like trendy and it's like it's not a lot of people's identity that they're trying to achieve like they're trying to look like a mixed race person or an ambiguous race person and it's like becomes like a commodity and it's like if you have these things naturally it's like you're supposed to like feel like beautiful but it's also like I'm it's like a design like feeling like a designer bag designer baby yeah, yeah it's like, like and also designer bags go out of trend like it's a seasonal thing mm-hmm. so it's yeah. like well, it's also is- difficult that it's like that the time like like trends the trend cycle is moving so fast now it's really hard for like the mixedness is in now but I feel like when I was younger like that was or at least where I was growing up it was not desirable it was yeah. very much like people really ostracized you or made you feel bad for looking how you look so then and i was around mostly white people too so then it's very weird to like come into a different thing and feel like this sense of like oh i have these trophy features and i can't feel good about them and then also having this uh experience of people making you feel like very very like yeah inhuman in a certain way so it's also it gets more complicated like when before what you said like what isn't fetishization too that's like the other thing i was yeah i met up with someone once and they were like talking about like um it's kind of saying like oh do you like a type of person and then they mentioned these two like uh like black women light-skinned black women with big curly hair that they'd went out and it was the white guy and it was kind of like that is a true thing about you that relates to me and he's also been out with like other white women and stuff but i was like that is a thing you like and at what point does it become wrong for yes. you to like it and, yes. what kind of, and like yes. am i allowed to feel good that you know against my my innate expectation that you would not be attracted because it was like we didn't know if it was a date or not yeah. so i was like well a lot of times uh you know being in high school around white guys like there's a just general sense that they were not interested in non-white women like at yeah. all and so, like, when is it wrong for me to feel good that this person yeah. is more open? Or when is it wrong for me? And how much yeah. of that See, like, is a sense of wanting to, I don't know, because I think a lot of people have, like, similar attra- types that they're attracted to. But, like, when, I'll be on the other end of it, when, I think part of me is, too, like, also, like, I want to be, like, is it bad for them to have a dating history that kind of all vaguely looks like me? And how much of it, <laughs> Yeah. no, but then, wait, it's, wait, wait, wait. but then, but for me, sometimes it's, like, I wonder, like, because you're talking about, I was, like, but sometimes I wonder, is, like, is it okay? Because, like, I also can have a similar thing, and, like, is it my, like, it's a, is it my feeling of wanting to be an individual, and, like, since they have like a, I'm not saying this is right, but some, I think there's another end of it where it's like, oh, if they're dating, if they're dating history, the the people sort of resemble me. Does that make me not special? And does that not make me an individual? And are you into me just because of like that I fit? But then 
But I think it's complicated. I think I've yeah. also feel the other end. I, I mean, we've talked complex. about this. Go, yeah. It's just like super complex. But I like, I don't know what you were saying about like you when you're younger, like a certain times, like it being like, you know, like almost an inhibitor to look the way you do. And like in the president being like, yeah, it's and it's like beautiful. But also what you're saying. Okay. I, I just like the. I like, think I agree with so both many, parts of it. There's so yeah. many people that I've like dated. And then I like look at their exes and I'm like damn that's a lot of mulattos yeah like, like yeah. whoa like i've dated like two mixed people yeah. like how, how, how are you <laughs> how a are white you guy yeah <laughs> how are you a white guy and how do you have like six like mixed exes yeah. like that's pattern yeah. and like that makes me feel weird and yeah. like i already have a hard time like f- feeling like secure and like this whole like construct of beauty in general because yeah. like also the same thing i said i said for myself i can say about like white people to an nth degree it's like are you beautiful i don't know yeah like, i look I, at a yeah, white person yeah, and, and i'm like just been told every single day of my life yeah. that you are beautiful and that's why yeah I think it's this. like yeah. i don't know like yeah. sometimes i look at a white person i'm like are you i can't yeah i i do i find you hot or do i just am i am i just told I know that, that you're you, hot i know that by the rules you are hot. yeah exactly yeah. and it's like i don't know the way attraction is experienced the only people that i'm for sure is like oh like it's like if you're a person that's like you know like differently abled and like darker skinned and stuff like that i'm like oh you're just beautiful like yeah just because like you society is stacked against you and you still maintain your beauty like versus like me or like white people i'm like i don't know because there's like socialization and like fetishization i don't know which one's what's real and what's not and also like to like when you talk about like what concepts of beauty or like the social the concept of what beauty looks like i think a lot of people also have like this feeling of a reputation too about yeah. who they choose to be with yeah that's another thing yeah it was like also weird i feel like i noticed this thing where like a bunch of like uh south asian men kind of started to be in like i feel like all of a sudden it was like asisa sorry dev patel like Kamel Nanjani, like all these like South Asian men kind of had like all these sh- shows at the same time. And like all of a sudden, like, well, yeah, because they become, like, it's like a trend. And then all of a sudden I saw like a bunch of white girls dating like Indian and Pakistani men in Brooklyn. And I was like, okay. that also kind of feels weird. Ooh, like when Shishito peppers became big at restaurants for yeah. a while and they, every single restaurant had it. It's like, Ooh, brown yeah. guys are in. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to be, doing I also don't want to be a trend or like, yeah, you know, say representation is important. Right? I think it is. I think it is. And then, but that can be weird. And like, no, it's definitely weird. Also like, I don't know. They're, I've been compared to Rashida Jones before. Can't look yeah. at me. <laughs> I look nothing like Rashida Jones. It is it's just the light... complexion in the eyes. Yeah, just complexion. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. stop. Yeah. I don't look like her. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> yeah. people it's like, just see. Yeah, people yeah. see micro parts of you, and because yeah. they're not used to seeing them together, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. you guys look the same. Yeah. Yeah. I've like also, I've been like accused of having like a type, <laughs> you know? What's your type? feel like you like i feel like you like short dark-haired women with like can you not expose me on the teacup like graceful face architecture oh you what's like, that mean like teacup, teacup like, uh, graceful people what's that you i love that graceful, i don't know graceful. oh I, okay. I feel like women that i've yeah. seen that you 
talk about being attracted to like they have faces from the 90s where they don't look <laughs> like they look like a more classical like uh architectural woman's face versus so kind of like, like the modern one which is like kind of like you know Ariana Grande or like Selena Gomez they kind of look like a little child that's been airbrushed oh yeah I feel like you like women who's like it looks like their faces are made of porcelain like they're kind of are they white sharp yeah, they're white. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're see, white. that's what we got they're down. They're white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but well, nice. Well, the, I would also say nice. <laughs> no, but nice I feel white like, women. I mean, that's not everyone, but I feel like uh, I had a long-term relationship and then like maybe people I've seen, I've had like, or uh, checked out or whatever, but they like, uh, we'll just like use someone else, for example. And I've had people be like, they look just like your ex. They look just like your ex. They, they, just, they look just like your ex, but they do don't it's like saying like they look like you look like Rosita Jones. They just happen to have some certain similar yeah. qualities. Oh, wait, but they look, look the nothing same. alike. They I look nothing alike. Yeah, I was thinking about I would day. say, I yeah. What? No, I mean it's kind of like Yeah. Were you gonna describe everyone? Yeah. Uh, you like what's your she, type? Harry, Let's all talk about our types. Harry, <laughs> like kind of dirty but Ooh, not dirty but like spicy like kind of like kind of look like they could have a layer of sweat at them mm-hmm. sweat on them um definitely like very uh masculine um i feel like dark haired yeah dark haired definitely like have like some yeah yeah just kind of like a little bit of roughness to them yeah it's like a also mechanic. like a little weird <laughs> like, yeah a, a little, little off kilter <laughs> you know yeah an insane and dangerous man yeah yeah but do you have a type um no i'm above if you look at my kidding. like if you look at my like uh, my like, my like, history of i think if you look at all of our history like whatever it is like there it's not just like one type of person you yeah know? i think that's where it gets dangerous of like and I think the 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 common thing I've seen with most is like talking like Asian women. They're like, no, this guy literally every one of his ex girlfriends were Asian. Or like, yeah. I haven't hooked up with only like porcelain. Brunette. It's a diverse I've group. Been <laughs> yeah, you know. I guess if I have to have a ch- type, it's someone who's clever. Clever. Yeah, I like clever people, and yeah. usually artsy people yeah i'm thinking of the um, and just like they don't look the same but beautiful (laughs) like really like i have like just beautiful because it's usually a person that i'm like can i paint you yeah (laughs) Is is it kind of like a um delicate beauty like a kind of very it like varies it's just like very symmetrical face like Mm. usually like bone structure and like lips and like um, that's like the two features that I, I really like a nice bone structure i like like an earthy thing too i don't know how you feel about that but like bone structure when it feels like i i, I when you were talking about like airbrushed i i really don't like like artificial or very glossy i like matte. like if when i get like film developed i want matte i do not want glossy mm-hmm. it's the same thing with like I want I, a matte face. Yeah, matte I want like face. a matte. I want like texture not and like natural. Texture. Like I kind of like like andro- like sort of androgynous, like natural looking. Like mm. I like earthy. I like like things that feel real. Yeah. And like 
yeah. my type spans greatly like in terms of appearance like i've had like people that are like super like pierced tatted like odd looking like alternative people yeah. with like where like without eyebrows and shit <laughs> and then yeah. like i the one of the last people i like hooked up with was the first white man i ever hooked up with and he was like five foot eight and like like my muddy brown hair and like like little like i don't know like they're like all very different mm. um i just like someone that like usually has dry humor yeah um so that i can have like a good conversation with so them it seems without. like you're you're like i and i think this probably resonates well this, like it's almost like a communication thing yeah like all the things you're defining it's like it all seems like factors in how you communicate with each other yeah you know and i that's definitely nice and i think also like i don't like like aesthetic is very hot to me like that's because i feel like it is telling to maybe having like similar qualities or similar viewpoints or looks about life but it's all like about how i don't i don't dislike glossy airbrush like modern looking people because I think they're unattractive. This modernity concept has me confused because you used it as well. What is a modern? I don't know. I'm using her Uh, words. I don't really understand it either. You know, it's like trends, like different kind of like Kardashian, Kardashian Kardashian Yeah, yeah. Oh, so like that snatched kind of jaw, like this. Yeah, I think snatched, very like airbrushed, very, uh, you know, uh, the features feel, you know, Instagram face. Yeah, Instagram face is like what, like african inspired lips middle eastern or indigenous inspired cheekbones asian inspired eyes and then like european nose nose. and middle eastern eyebrows or something yeah but um but i think it's that's it's kind of like um doesn't have a lot of character yeah because it's like yeah it's all ideal it's very very like objectively maybe sexually satisfying maybe in a weird objective way not to say but i think the reason i'm not attracted to it is because i see this person and i have this maybe instinct that we can't communicate you know yeah yeah. no one that looks like ariana grande maybe if you're out there and you think we have similar interests hit me up but (laughs) no one that looks like ariana grande i think i'm gonna be able to hold a conversation with just because i i think the way you present yourself is kind of telling of the way you see the world and i don't look like someone i don't look like someone ariana grande would like i don't look like a male counterpart to ariana grande and i think we would just see the world very differently and maybe yeah. I feel bad for Ariana Grande listening to this. Roasting. I know Ariana's. <laughs> she was like shit. She was like I oh. She was like damn, I really want to ha- hook up with that podcast. Damn, I really want to hang up. <laughs> yeah. Oh <my> God. <laughs> yeah. Show. I but just like if you're a Pete Davidson about, like, too. <laughs> artistic, you're talking artistic, dry humor, this and that like it it seems like a way to communicate and I for me what's like the what's hottest about like in, intimacy and like a maybe like in a sexual sense of like what's like hot to me is if i meet someone and we can have like intellectual intimacy so like, yeah really i think like the things i listed like artistic and like dry humor and stuff those are all ideals yeah that i find like the most ideal but the one like true like type is like just a person that's intellectual yeah because then like if they're not at all intellectual we truly cannot communicate because I'm like, I'm, a, I'm just, I'm a thinker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think same of just, uh, yeah. that has to be on the 
yeah that level of connection has to be yeah because it's like we're talking we're speaking in two different languages right yeah and we don't understand either person another one yeah and then i start to feel crazy yeah i feel start to feel bad Uh, you're 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 smarter i i point the issues i point it at myself like i did something wrong oh yeah Yeah. i'm always like damn this person dumb (laughs) silly how dumb you are but um yeah well then uh, i guess our last question um we like to switch it up every time so this is a different question per episode but my question today is would you rather for the rest of your life not have to eat or not have to sleep that's fucked up those are like my <laughs> two favorite things not have to sleep i'm an insomniac sleep. exactly yeah. oh right 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 I, I i have i've it's become like a thing where like i had to like tell myself that it is healthy to sleep and that it's mm. good and enjoyable to like convince myself because like as a child like what i do is i would like cover the bottom of the door with a blanket or something and I just spend all night painting oh. or like reading. And like, I really valued that time. Yeah. And like in college, I would still try to do that a lot where mm. like I would do all nighters just for like, like my mental health. Right. Yeah. Even though it was probably like I found, I realized now it was making me even more crazy when I'd forced myself not to sleep. Yeah. But I really do. If I wished all the time growing up, like whenever I saw Twilight, yeah. I was like, these bitches don't have to sleep. Yeah. I'm jealous. Like, yeah. that's so nice. Like, you have so many other hours to like complete things. Mm, so, yeah. my most like intimate, like, kind of like, like, all, I have like all these fond memories as a child, and they all happen when like I just like weirdly just stayed up too, yeah. like, late. Like, I remember like just, I think I had, I've worked past it, but also for a long time i feel like high anxiety during the daytime and then like nighttime is just like the world no the world is asleep i can relax into who yeah, i am can come and I, yeah i can come out and that's like i i totally get that I yeah totally i find that my favorite time to to paint is at night yeah like um, anytime i painted it not that I'm, I'm a terrible painter but anytime i've like painted it's been like to like four or five in yeah. the morning yeah like i stayed up super late last night painting yeah. it was really nice it's nice to have kind of a yeah like you were saying like a time when you don't have to be in it there's nothing else that you're missing out on by yeah. just getting to stay inside it's and like, like you truly yeah. exit the hamster wheel yeah like, it's like meditative do yeah. you um do you feel you're talking like that it's good to sleep do you feel guilt around sleeping no i mean yes <laughs> is <laughs> your brain no. not turn off is that really what um, it is yeah my brain is like and also when i close my eyes i'm seeing so many colors and images yeah um it's hard it's like a very like distracted adhd like rapid brain but i yeah whenever i was a kid i was diagnosed with anxiety anxiety induced um insomnia and then when i became older came like uh, associated with like ptsd or whatever mm. yeah. i was like oh that's why she wasn't sleeping and that's why she had night like night terrors growing right up. yeah um, but i i do feel guilty sleeping um in the mornings i wake up super early just because out of stress of knowing that there are things that i was so, like need to do that i haven't done um it's just like hard to sleep it's not even really a guilt i guess it's more just like i need to do these things and like i can't sleep because of it you're saying you can't um, relax until you put the thing in your desk back like you can't sleep because you have these unfinished businesses yeah Yeah. and then just like turning your brain off at night is so hard yeah Yeah. so hard 
Do you meditate at all? I've tried. I don't really understand the concept of meditation, like which I feel like is like what I'm missing. But my friend like was at a monastery for a long time and became very experienced in the art of meditation, and they were telling me that's not part of meditation is understanding the concept of meditation. Yeah. And like, it just became this like feedback loop of me being like, that's doesn't mean. I think a lot of, <laughs> think like, I need to turn my thoughts off or I need to like totally not have thoughts or I totally need to like exit this, like go into the state of like euphoric bliss of like presence. And it, it's really just simple. It's just trying to stay like, I, I think just trying to watch the breath and like from a place of not judgment, like let what's happening exist. Yeah. I'll go on walks and I'll try to like do mindfulness yeah. things, like really pay attention to the world around me and the sensations around me, yeah. which I guess kind of for me feels like meditation. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm very like windmill of thoughts in the brain. Do you feel attached to your thoughts? Do you feel like you. Do you feel like you are your thoughts? Yes, you I guess. Like well, you're wrong. <laughs> oh shit! I was so scared. Huh? Do you feel like your thoughts are like part of your personality? I'm not saying this. This isn't like a, like there's like. Well, isn't right a personality a thought pattern? Like in the way like personality disorders are usually thought patterns. Yeah. So like I think I think for me it was really hard to like uh let go of thoughts because it felt like i was almost letting go of who i am Mm -hmm. you know and i think it's like you're talking about like intellect and you're talking like you're very like analytical and whatnot and i think that like it is a really powerful tool you know um so it does feel you know an attachment well it is like you are changing your personality that's like kind of the point sometimes of things yeah change your personality so figuring out that like i am having this thought but I don't have to do the behavior that goes with it because I have a certain amount of free will to decide what my thought patterns are going to be by like practice. But then it kind of puts you outside of yourself to think like, well, then what is my person? What am I, if not my thoughts? Yeah. We could do a little philosophy club about that for the next 400 years. Well, it's also I I go to um TFP therapy. What's that? Um it's like uh it's like transference based therapy. Um and it's psychoanalysis. Um and it's for people with personality disorders. Um because like it's like pattern of thought so like to combat like the structure of your brain, you like they try to bring consciousness to like the way your brain is enacting itself. Yeah. So you're kind of like able to think like in a separate way like to kind of scan your brain for those patterns yeah so like it feels like there's suddenly like a split of like oh this is like my brain and this is me yeah Mm. and like my brain is doing this right now like maybe my brain is saying something that's manipulative you shouldn't do that so i should tell my brain not to do that and then now my brain's now saying the things that are not manipulative good job yeah it's like that kind of like yeah and that's like how since a personality like disorder at least the way it's defined is like you, the patterned way that your brain like thinks and stuff like that you can like learn to think differently yeah. like your brain is like this like my therapist hates when i say this but like a machine that you can treat like yeah. and teach how to do different tricks yeah. yeah and you're talking about like having certain things happening in your past it's like your mind is like it's a tool for survival yeah so like, what it's also trying to do is it's 
it's not your mind isn't really thinking about your mental health yeah it's thinking about survival and it's trying to protect you so that's why like those thought patterns are like i mean i've read like every like cringe book that like other people like whatever body meets the score or like uh it didn't start with you these like kind of like trauma books and it's 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 saying that like a lot of these like anxieties or ocd or whatnot they they seem like things that are kind of like hardening your life but what they what they like you have to like they can be kind of powerful because you have them because your body had to develop them to protect you you know but it's interesting then because like in trying to confront some of your issues it feels like you're going to die (laughs) and uh, in a way you are going to die like you're going to die to yourself and become a new self but i think that's one of the hardest things about like i don't know i've been trying to work on some stuff and like for a while i was on this high and now i feel like in a pretty deep low but i think it's because i'm like looking into these things that i have to change and it feels so uh um frightening to to realize like okay i'm choosing to have a very different life that is unfamiliar to me yeah and that's very scary yeah and then we all have this like a concept of home you know of like it's like a subconscious it's like your 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 body's maybe like mental environment or like your habitat Mm -hmm. and um you know, like for someone that could like, let's say someone who's like had a certain type of like abuse happen to them, like in a weird state, their body and their mind thinks that that's home. So you always like, will try to find home and it's like scary to be like, no, I'm conscious of that. I'll build a new healthier home. Yeah. And there's like maybe this magnetism towards yeah. a less fun place. Well, it's because you know, at least you know what that's like. Yeah. yeah it's like even if you like know abuse like you yeah. understand what that is so there's yeah a, and kind a of scary surprise expect or how yeah. to defend myself or how to prep myself for that yeah. yeah it's like new experiences that we can find really scary like yeah. if, even if it's like oh someone's treating you right it's like what happens next yeah, yeah like when scarier. are they gonna flip around and yeah. do the other yeah. thing yeah. yeah versus if you like you're getting it you know what you're getting right yeah I think that a lot sometimes when I'm emotionally distressed like oh, I wish this person would just punch me in the face <laughs> these people would attack me because there's yeah. something that would feel like relieving about knowing a person is angry with you yeah. upset and hating you instead of like this constant feeling that they could get upset with you yeah you know it's weird That's... Chris you want to sleep or eat or sleep or eat um I would like it would be kind of weird because it would have to find. I think I would have to find the time to kind of like really kind of like conserve myself because I think sleep. I've I used to be everything you're describing about sleep. I had, mm-hmm. but like something switched in me, and I actually really have like turned the tables. And sleep is very enjoyable to me, but I think I'm gonna ditch sleeping because yeah like also how are you gonna like get away with like not eating that's such a like a pleasurable experience yeah, yeah like and cultural well but what if it was it what if it's like you you yeah. still can eat and you still can sleep but you don't have to oh then oh. S- absolutely sleep yeah yeah i was still absolutely because like, i don't get tired never yeah well how do i like let's say i really fucking like let's say like, let's say like i get fucked up the night before and then like I have like, and then I like 
go for a run and then I like have a really long shift like do I like what's the how does tired do I get tired yeah you get physically tired but you don't have to sleep oh that just sounds like hell to me yeah because like that's what I experience as an insomniac is like second day that I haven't slept I usually my body I can feel my spine is so sore and like achy everything like is achy and tired but my brain is still like let's go fucking god <laughs> exactly well you would you would be able to recover you oh, would I just guess. have to sit down i guess that's the thing with insomnia it's like you would have to i think it'd be very tempting if you never had to sleep you probably would fuck yourself up because you wouldn't want to just sit down for eight hours yeah but also you know? like the yeah I think that does sound great. For a second, my little like sick brain was like, what? How is that different? Yeah. (laughs) I guess to me, like the way you guys are thinking, when I thought about it, I was like, oh, if I never had to sleep, I could like do so much more work. No, that's what I'm thinking. I could buy so much more. Like I I was thinking, but oh, if I didn't have to eat, then I would save so much money because I wouldn't (gasps) have to eat. But I was like, but I would have more money if I was up working and not sleeping. So what would be... What I, but then I was like, but you're vulnerable when you sleep. So what if I never slept? Then I would ne- always be safe. But so I don't know. I think, I think it is like, funny how vulnerable people are when they're sleeping. It's fucking wild <laughs> that for like eight <laughs> hours a day, people just like, like fall yeah, over and are like have no idea what's going on around I them. That's wild. I can't sleep in the mood because I think like, what if some, I know what it most likely will happen. But I was like, what if someone broke in and tried to murder me? Mm, naked <laughs> well, what are you gonna do with like shorts on how's it gonna change yeah how's it gonna change anything punch the guy maybe and then run out use your underwear to, to, to choke him out the you would day. let a man kill you instead of run out into the street naked no I would they'd just be very embarrassing <laughs> it could be good it's probably cold outside so I would have the most shriveled plastic penis and it's like some kind of like oh, do you want it to be hard if i saw like a guy you. like running through the streets like in oh. terror and he was like soft i'd be like okay maybe i should help him if he's yeah. running through the streets super hard i'd yeah, be like, like oh, running I'm away from him. going oh, the opposite um it, being asleep i was thinking the other day too it's weird that like we organize society a lot around our nests yeah you know what i mean we all have apartments that we go to why so we can sleep in them yeah and like when you go when you travel either your friends have a little nest that you can borrow or you go to a hotel which is a professional nest factory i think bedrooms are so weird yeah like i often like fixate on people's bedrooms i just think they're so strange it's like it's like you go in there to turn off or you go in there to have sex yeah and it's like you have sex on this this mat that you just have for sleeping it's weird the connection between the two something about it is just very strange to me it is yeah like i have this like and it costs a lot of money yeah we buy buy these expensive things and they're for us like a dog bed you know what i mean yeah that's where the dog goes to lay down and like this is i bought i spent a bunch (laughs) of money on this because it's where i go to lay down And then, yeah, either either I'm incapacitated or I'm having this intense psychic physical experience with someone else on it. Yeah. And that that's like the normal place you have sex. Like we've decided that is the normal place in the place where you sleep. Yeah. Not like. Well, I guess it makes sense because it's soft. 
I guess, and it's oh, the right height. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't understand. You know, I can't. You know, it doesn't make sense. People that have beds that they find uncomfortable. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Like, like I'm like that's such an important thing for you to feel comfortable in this thing that you have to lay down on in eight hours. Eight hours. Yeah, shoes. shoes. True. Not having good sneakers. I bought these Crocs specifically because are those Crocs? Yeah, they are. Crocs have evolved. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> these are specifically for my plantar fasciitis. Wait, plantar? F- it's when you like there's a ligament in the bottom of your foot and it gets stressed and then it just is like painful to walk. Damn. And uh, you get it from just wearing unsupportive shoes. Heel? Your arch, yeah. Uh, and the heel. Yeah, I get it in my left toe. I get it in my left toe, or my right toe, actually. Well, I think that's probably where we're gonna end it. Okay, um, cool. That's it for explain your face. Uh, you can follow the show and send us any. Or wait, sorry. Uh, that's it for explain your face. You can follow us at explain your face on Instagram. You can s- email us any interesting thoughts about your feet if you'd rather sleep or. If you're a glossy hoe that thinks you're compatible right. with me. Ariana Grande, if you're out there and you really think Chris ought to give you a chance, you can email us at, at explain your face at gmail.com. Uh, please like share the show with somebody or rate us on Spotify or SoundCloud or whatever. Um, Miranda, is there somewhere we can follow you or something you yeah. have coming up? At Soy Goblin. At Soy Goblin. <laughs> at S-O-Y Goblin. Soy Goblin. Amazing. That is all. Um, you can buy my art online. That's it. Amazing. They find you through Soy Goblin. Though. Yeah, everything is Soy Goblin. Everything is Soy Goblin. Even my LinkedIn amazing <laughs> yeah sweet goblin um you can find me at wk watson you can find me at ignorant slut 21 bye, bye. bye.